Oh, there's no quotes from these games. That's what right? I was actually thinking about that. There's no quotes for like McKenna to say to kick off the episode. <laughs> we actually Lame. don't have a quote. These games suck then. No quotes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Flashback 64, the chronological Nintendo 64 podcast. I am Gooey, joined, as always, by my co-host and fiancé, <laughs> McKenna. Hello. We're the first ever engaged podcast. Yeah, first ever. It's never been. <laughs> no podcast has ever been engaged like this before. Um. But we are we are joined by first of all returning guest and and champion Idolism J champion up, I got updated oh my lord I think you've, <laughs> I think you've dominated the podcast I, 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 uh, <laughs> the, the the sicko waves have come in a little hot and heavy and also, uh, now that I'm now that I'm live congratulations to you too uh, I was like very Thank excited you. to Thank like you. get off work and like throw up my phone and the first thing I saw was uh, that you Aww. two were engaged. <laughs> yes, thank you. I, 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 it was great. We got a lot of, a lot of kind words from people I didn't even know who who they were. Mm. I was like, oh, this is very sweet. Ah, uh, yes, attention, uh, strangers <laughs> on the internet. Bring it in, bring it in. We are also joined by new guest and and maybe number one contender, uh, Maddie Matt. Number hey, one Matt. contender. Yeah, For you could what? be champion one day. I don't know about that. But I appreciate the sentiment. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's it's good to have you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, as we said, this is our first this is our first pod after getting engaged. So thanks again to everyone for all your kind words. Do you do you, do you have a speech prepared? A speech. <laughs> <laughs> the vows are now. <laughs> <laughs> you live on air. No, no. Um, yeah, no. It's... Um, I baked you a cake. No. <laughs> Oh, that has that has <laughs> happened. Yeah, that really didn't happen. But no. that, you know what? That had nothing to do with. <laughs> Let, let's talk about video games. Um, so one thing we'd like to do uh, is with new guests is kind of figure out what their story is on the N sixty four. So Matt, uh, what's what's your background? I know you were you were kind of like I remember you said uh, you weren't sure what games to like kind of agree to talk about what's your what's your backstory with the n64 well so you know a couple months ago i actually asked my mom to find out when exactly this date would have been um but at the times of the games that we're talking about today i was not three yet okay <laughs> so i was very i'm you know i'm still very young and i remember having an n64 in my mind for a long time before the GameCube came out, but it must have been uh, like Christmas of like 2000 or 1999 or something like that mm. by the time I first got it. And that was, you know, just like the, you know, Mario 64 and, and whatnot. And mm -hmm. most of the games I played during that time were just uh, gotten from like a rent video store it was not Blockbuster, but it was like a just a local place called Movie Gallery. And, you know, we'd go there mm -hmm. and I'd just pick up N64 games. Um, but not like a whole lot. I feel like my more beginning 
like young gamer developments where like once the GameCube came out and I got that pretty quickly. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But probably the biggest uh, games that I played during that time are like Paper Mario, you know, one of my oh, favorite yeah. games, but that was like right near the end of... <laughs> that was right near the end of the N64's time, so that gives you a good estimate of <laughs> where I started becoming a person <laughs> instead of For a sure. <laughs> But it's nice that you have N64 there uh, right at the right at the beginning. Right and Paper beginning. Mario is a great early game memory, for sure. I have the, the, the Paper Mario cartridge that I have, I got from Movie Gallery because I had rented it a bunch of times while they were still open and then when they were closing mm. I, I was like mom can i can i get this can, I, can 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 we buy this and it still has like a tag on the back really faded that just says movie gallery on it still Aww. and it's like just how i imagined playing the n64 back during that time i only have like six or seven cartridges and then that's that's wow. it <laughs> wow what a treasure that cartridge is oh yeah so we're talking about some games today so we're talking ni- 1997 we're in. So you said you were you were just three years old. I, almost three. Almost I, a, three. A month away from being three. It was big times for me. <sighs> okay, so maybe, you know, maybe here if we if we do our flashback segment, um, I don't know, maybe you'll like spark some memory of being a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we should get into it. Why not? Let's um mm-hmm. let's do it. We should we should have like a, a like a special jingle or something that plays when we flashback. Like flashback. Yeah. Can you go back on retainer? Is, is Nico or... the one that does the theme work? Oh yeah, we. Yeah. You know what? In fact, We're... we got to give a shout out to Nico, who's in. I think in the lab right now, producing mm-hmm. some more. He's cooking up. Oh man, he <laughs> he's cooking, cooking up some... some good flashback music <laughs> yeah. that we'll have coming. But maybe, yeah, maybe we need to get a flashback, flashback, <laughs> flashback, and it does like the sound effects early. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we are moving forward in 1997 from our last episode from July 1st all the way up to our, our two games released in July 8th and August 11th. They were released on July 8th and August 11th. So we're moving forward from there. We've already mentioned the song I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy way too much. So we'll, <laughs> I think we'll just back again, is that. it? It's it's just it's there. Um, and of course, we it's we we haven't moved too far forward in time. So we're seeing a lot of these heaters that we've already mentioned. Mbop, Bitch, Return of the Mac. Look into my eyes. Top top five songs for a good portion I mean, of the Return song. of the Mac, baby. Let's go. Oh, Return of the Mac, yeah. <laughs> Such a jam. But we also oh, here's some heaters that kind of slip into the top five during the time. We've got Mo Money Mo Problems. Oh! And <laughs> Semi-Charmed Life. Oh! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um quick quick aside, if you if you've seen me, uh, I think I think I have my tag updated for this on Blue Sky, but if you've seen me on Twitter, you'll notice that I, I have Yace in front of my name. That's the fighting game team that uh, mm-hmm. me and multiple friends founded like twelve years ago. Like the official theme of that team is semi-charmed life like that song means oh. a lot to all of us <laughs> that's that's a there, good song there's to like get you pumped up a, a, a non 
non-zero chance that like I get matching tattoos with one of my friends from Yace that is the lyrics to Semi Charmed Life somewhere at my arm or something. Like we all love that song. It yeah, it's a classic. We we actually listened to on we were out of town this past weekend. We took a drive and we listened to a lot of the number one albums we're about to talk about, but um, although it wasn't one of the number ones, I also threw on the Third Eye Blind self-titled album because it is basically wall to wall like the banger the first six songs of that album are like all yeah. all charted oh. they're all <laughs> it, it's like i know that that album is like what 12 maybe 13 tracks if you just put the first six tracks you'd have like the greatest ep ever because it's yes every one of those <laughs> things i think they charted and if they didn't they should have like the only song that, i think the yeah. only song that wasn't released as a single was narcolepsy and that's crazy because oh, narcolepsy yeah. is an insane song <laughs> some of the actual okay here we listened to most of these i think maybe all of them number one albums in this time period were well spice came back to number one after a four-week run that it had earlier in May and June. And I think that was the highest-selling album of the year. Fat of the Land by The Prodigy. Prodigy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that album is... It means a million things to me. I I love that album. We were kind of... It it was also similar to the Third Eye Blind one. Just every song after the other was, like, crazy. I think it's, like, it's like maybe a couple years after it i heard that that album for the first time because the song namarian was on a burned cd <laughs> my friend let me listen to on the bus ride home and i was like this is the coolest song i've ever <laughs> heard and i li- i would like think of that song for years until i finally found out it was from that album i yeah i know this is like this is like more music talk than we normally get into here but i, I was saying <laughs> while we were driving like that this was like an era defining album like oh, it sounds like every you know every movie video game music video you know like just be- we do not we do not have enough time on this podcast for me to <laughs> okay spend the next yeah, 35 yeah. minutes talking about how big beat became the commercialized sound for the next yeah. five years until <laughs> until you get to the point where uh crystal methods name of the game is doing commercials for ford f-150s <laughs> in like 2001 yeah. like i've done the research oh, <laughs> okay there's there's a video in the works there i think i, I, I mean or I, we could do it up, so i wanted to write something about that but i wouldn't want to do a video on it really simple really simple it's really simple okay all right now it's a part i go just bounce it with me just bounce with me just bounce it with me come on let me see you just slide with me just slide with me just slide with me oh, come on let me see you take a walk with me just walk it with me take a walk with me come on now make your neck work Men in Black for the album was number one for two weeks. Uh, no, no way out by Puff Daddy and the Family, uh, and the Art of War by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, oh, those yeah. were other. Uh, let's see, number one movies. Uh, of course, Men in Black was number one for three weeks in a row. We were watching these. We were like, we were living it up because we watched Men in Black. Then the next movie for two weeks in a row, the number one movie was Air Force One. And then, well, and then the movie, I don't know if uh, either of y'all will have heard of this movie, but Conspiracy Theory, starring Mel Gibson, was number one. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, we've, no. we've uh, like, gone into the realm of, uh, like, forgotten Mel Gibson movies uh, already <laughs> in this podcast. Um, 
I don't know. I don't really know what to say about that other than it's been interesting. <laughs> Jerry Fletcher has theories. The whole Vietnam War was fought over a bet that Howard Hughes lost to Aristotle Onassis. Some would call his theories crazy. You're telling me that NASA is going to kill the president of the United States with an earthquake. It's not exactly the kind of thing a Secret Service agent can, like, just throw himself on top of. Jay, you're going to love this. Other notable games from the time. Uh, King of Fighters 97. Uh, Carmageddon. Mega Man X4. Uh, I don't know. I thought maybe King of Fighters would resonate with you. So, so <laughs> 97 is getting dangerously close to the best one. Ooh, 97 okay. is a very good King of Fighters. I don't play it a whole lot, but uh, we'll reconvene in a year's time when we get to King <laughs> of Fighters 98, because that's that's the King of Fighters. Like That is the one that... Uh, I mean, many King of Fighters still get played to this day, but King of Fighters 98 is like the best king of fighters oh, okay. consensus okay 97 is still consensus a very good pick it's just not as popular but a lot of people i think i think a lot of people in korea still play 97 mm. um and i mean mexico they'll play any king of fighters so but uh, 97 is popular uh but it does have the problem of just being the game before 98 and obviously <laughs> it's it's overshadowed completely by Dark Rift uh, which just uh, no, I don't know anything about the scene but that definitely <laughs> why, do you, why, do you, why do you think SNK had to merge with, with uh, Playmore you know they were done they were it's done for the, the bleeding started here Joe Camel will be given a life sentence and put away forever July 4th Natha Natha NASA's <laughs> NASA's Pathfinder space probe lands on the surface of Mars. July 10th, uh, RJR Nabisco announces it will replace Joe Camel in new ads. So, oh boo, Joe Camel's gone. I know, boo. <laughs> um, return. July 31st, uh, A's first baseman Mark McGuire becomes MLB's top home run hitter to be traded in the middle of the season when he moves from Oakland to the St. Louis Cardinals. 31 home runs and 81 RBI. So this is the beginning of the it, yeah, this slugger is, this mania. Like yeah, this is, this is the Mark McGuire era. Like, this guy was dominating the all the sports talk for, like, years. That was It was crazy here because it was, like, the rivalry between, you know, the... Cubs with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, the Cardinals, like the biggest rival, like the two teams with the big hitters are also like rivals. It was crazy, especially growing. It was just wild. Everyone was going like Chicago for a moment. Got to be cool with the Bulls and and Sammy Sosa. Yeah, they, they shut up. You got the Bulls. <laughs> you guys got to be. You didn't just get to be cool. You got to be on top of the world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I took it for granted. And Randy nods no. Now, all right, the 3-2 pitch to McGuire. Swing and a high fly ball belted. And I mean belted deep to left field into the upper deck. My, oh, my. What a shot by McGuire. That is probably the longest home run ever hit here. Uh, also, August 4th, uh, Jean, Jean, Clement, the verified oldest person to have ever lived died at 122 years old. Oh my God. Yeah. Shout out. I just thought that was crazy. I didn't know. They made him that long. I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I can't fathom what that is like. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope she had a good, like, last 
20 years over like that'd be crazy that'd be crazy yeah. every year after like a hundred it's like a, like a, a joke at that point I guess. well i'm still here <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would love it i'd be like i guess a, maybe i could play tetrasphere depending on ain't no way yeah, her reactions <laughs> <laughs> but the french woman has to be the world's oldest rap artist Aptly entitled The Mistress of Time, her album is a mixture of funk rap songs and techno dance tunes. Why don't we switch gears and talk about the aforementioned dark, darked? I can't talk today. <laughs> dark. <laughs> I think this this Let's uh, see if I can talk. This proposal has got me all emotional. Like, help your boy out over here. Get in there. Save me. Dark dark rift. Dark We're rift. talking about dark rift. Yeah. Dark Rift is a 3D fighting game, and the first fighting game developed specifically for the Nintendo 64, as opposed to being a port of an arcade game. It's also the first game to achieve 60 frames per second on the Nintendo 64. Evil Emperor Sonork <laughs> Nezo. <laughs> Yes. Sorry, I just... <laughs> is holding a tournament. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> okay, I'm normal. He's holding a tor tournament in which the prize is the core prime element, a piece of the master key, which was created to lock away the secrets and powers of the cosmos. He hopes this will lure out the holder of the light prime element, who Sonork is confident he can defeat, so that he can then use both elements to overpower the demon lord Demitron, who has the dark prime element embedded in his head. Warriors in the tournament use a variety of weapons and projectiles to battle and are able to sidestep opponents on the three-dimensional playing field. There are eight playable characters initially, each with their own combos, along with two additional boss characters unlockable by completing the game. I definitely, as I was playing <laughs> the game, that Thought was always story. on my mind. All you this know? stuff about the light <laughs> prime. This, is a, this Today, is a podcast service because that's the most anyone's ever going to know about Dark Rift right there. This might be I was like trying monumental. To, I was trying to write the description and I was like, I feel like I don't have that much to say about the game. And then I was like, let me look at the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I read the game manual and I was like, oh, this is a lot. This is a lot of lore. <laughs> I tried to sift through and figure out the important parts. And this is what yeah, I came up with. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess um Jay, it's kinda up to you if you if, if you think this is a thing where you're gonna like unleash. <laughs> yeah, so if you wanna do the same thing as the War Gods episode where you guys go off and then we go to Jay Sicko Corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do that. Well, okay. first of all, so I well I guess I don't know if you I know there's some uh backstory i like with the developer i don't know if that's yeah. part of the sicko corner but uh it, no that can be that that's a, that's kind of a general thing the sicko corner isn't as long as it will be for war gods but so this um this is made by chronos correct chronos. um yeah for uh who, who published this it was um, victokai victokai who i i have been aware of some victokai games i think just like seeing them certain ones in arcades and they've been NES, around as a publisher but... for a while to this point like they were i believe the most i don't know if i'd say the most notable because they might have other things but when i think of victokai i always think clash at demon head for the nes i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure they published or developed that 
Yeah, and it's, it's but Kronos themselves like only there was a, this is actually like a sequel apparently too. Yeah. Um, is Criticom Criticom is the first game, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess if you have a whole thing about that, we can. So too, if you but... remember in the War Gods episode, I offhandedly yes. <laughs> said that one day I'm gonna need about a five minute run on on Criticom. I did not realize that day was gonna <laughs> was be like three soon. months later. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. I'll stop trying to give lore then on on the actual development story, and we'll just Matt. I want to throw it to you because you like like you were saying you kind of didn't have you like actually I don't have much of a list of games to send to you, so it, you were like if you ever you know if you have any like random ones you want to throw yeah me if on. you ever want just a random perspective of someone who has not played it before and i kind of do i new. mean we already have that i guess with me and mckenna for sure but uh i kind of like having on guests who if we can get to like get them to try a little i mean jay, jay you kind of got to do that a little bit with like hexen i mean it wasn't yeah totally foreign to you but it wasn't what you signed up for um, but I think it's fun just to kind of put people out of their element <laughs> a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, It's fun for me as well because, like, I only see fighting games through one lens. So, like, I also like hearing how other people interact and interpret them because I have a, a laser focus on how I see them. Yeah, I think it's fair to say you're not talking to a single fighting game person <laughs> right now at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm just guessing, actually. I don't know, Matt, but... No, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. And what did you, I guess, what did, what was your, like, what What was your impression of playing this game? Um, I mean, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was cool. The thing, the thing is that, like you said, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not a fighting game person. Um, so when I went into it, uh, as far as gameplay goes, it's not necessarily my speed. I thought it felt a little slow, but I also don't know how to do better things in it. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> um but the lore is what interested me i like it. the characters the 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 setting i i also read up on it because i felt like that's something that i could maybe talk about more on if i if i looked into it the thing that caught me was going into tournament mode and just having this crawl that was for some characters way too fast to read um, yes, I was trying to narrate one of them to McKenna the other day, yeah, and I could a, not keep up. That's exactly what I was trying to do at the time, and because I was, I was like, you know, playing it uh, in front of friends, and it we for once for most characters we just could not do it. We had to race at the end. <laughs> um, but you know, they all have their cool reasons for entering this tournament, except for the characters that do not have a reason and it's just listed as nobody knows nobody knows why they're here who knows that's, you know that's fair you know not not everyone's <laughs> got to be the main character <laughs> um mckenna how about you what was your what was your initial reaction to playing we've already played some fighting games i guess um i thought there there are two there were two characters that uh stood out to me a lot okay uh most I'm crossing my fingers right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I feel like Morphix is like like the main one that stands out to Morphix was cool, but you yeah, couldn't read his like... bio quick enough, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of them. Yeah, um he has like blades for arms. Yeah. So like most of the characters have like different weapons. 
He like he like shape shifts or something, right? Yeah. He's like he morphs. A, yeah, he's a morph morphics, <laughs> yeah. And then there's this like disgusting looking <laughs> demon named That's Demonica. Demonica. <laughs> which I'm realizing the I names are just like descriptive. <laughs> love the name. Demonica. Just taking yeah. like Monica as a name, but also a demon oh, in there. Oh, Mambo number five. Yeah. Um, can we get a remix? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I was playing and I was like, wow, like big props to this game for for making an ugly female character in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, shout out to this nasty <laughs> character, Monica, and her gigantic <laughs> demon heels. Use your hey, look. I don't want to throw around. You know, adjectives like ugly. So, did you? <laughs> she has amazing dance moves that really, really win you over. She yeah. has charisma. She's got her pelvic projectile. <laughs> <laughs> some of the some of the like gr- the cool like grabs and stuff were fun mm-hmm. to do. Like compared yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you actually get like almost a little cutscene every time you do it. I guess I would also say my, for me, like the the thing that I'm kind of struggling with is like I I really actually want to have maybe Jay, you could like steer me in the right direction. I want to have like the aha moment where like my, my brain clicks with these these sort of fighting games, I guess. Like I came close to it recently. I was playing um, Mortal Kombat 2 with Connor and I was kind of like finally like some of the moves were kind of connecting. But I want to have that moment. But uh, it's it's you're not it's, finding it during Dark Rift, buddy. I'll tell exactly, you right now. <laughs> exactly, and it comes after like, and I think an even worse experience in War Gods. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. You have, you have to like, I don't I, to say like you have to learn to walk before you run is kind of dismissive. But like, yeah, no, that's you don't exactly. want to. You're not going to find the feeling of making sense in a game that doesn't make good sense. <laughs> that's right and i it, but the pro the problem is is like i'm you know i'm budget well i'm not really budgeting out my time really well because i bought like every version of tetris that i could find <laughs> and was playing them all uh and i've still been playing random like things of doom but like i i need to like budget time to like sit down with like the right fighting game that that will like you know that i could spend some time with but uh it's like i don't know i'm having a hard time like i want to give I guess the the this game and War Gods don't really deserve like a fair shake, you know what I yeah. mean? But, but I do want to kind of give them a fair shake, but uh it's just hard to when it's like you know, it's I guess this is coming not much after War Gods and I'm kind of like over it a little bit. This was mm-hmm. definitely better though. It was definitely better. This, this, this game is is way better than War Gods. For sure. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if way way better is like really what I want to say, but like definitely a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say so. But um, I guess just I'm thinking about it in the in the timeline of the show, and I already said this about War Gods, but I would I would probably probably be pretty bummed. You already said it. The N64 wasn't for fighting games, but I would be bummed if I was the N64 owner and the, the like. This is what I got to pick from. I or I guess I probably wouldn't even pick it up if I had Mortal Kombat trilogy or Killer Instinct, like. Mm-hmm. I guess in the reality where I'm not playing every game for the show, I would probably just still be playing one of those like yeah. more often. So that was that was kind of how I felt about it. But <laughs> Jay, if you want to go off and all and, right, because you you actually like 
Well, for a lot of the the like random fighting games I've never heard of, you are uh, your name is by them all. So yeah, I, I, I <laughs> as, as explained, I'm a sicko. I have the freak gene. Um, I I've been playing fighting games. It's actually very funny. The um the day that we're recording this is the 15th anniversary of Street Fighter Four, which oh, is nice. the entry point for competitive fighting games for a lot of people um mm. myself included although i did start a couple years earlier and so it's like uh, yeah hey, congratulations oh niners that's the name for people who started with uh street fire 4 you've been in the game for 15 years wow. now so i'm oh. like <laughs> realistically i'm like 17 years deep into like playing fighting games so i've yeah i got a lot of experience um is jay's sicko corner gonna have its own theme song too Oh my god! There's oh. not that many fighting games. That's the problem. If we're, if we're commissioning Nico, we're not going to get a whole lot of mileage, not a lot of return on interest on that one. That one I also want screaming, but it's 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 like the uh, the guy. I'm going to get the guy who screamed Mortal Kombat. Jason <laughs> Oh, uh, so to talk about Dark Rift. You have to talk about Criticom. Um, yes, Criticom is. When gaming hit the third dimension, fighting games were one of the first things that like really wanted to capitalize on it because we're still within the post Street Fighter 2, post Mortal Kombat boom period for fighting games. Like there's relevant reason for them to be at the arcades and there's even more relevant reason for them to be trying to be ported home. And outside of virtual fighter you want a video topic i'll maybe one day get to goo it's uh virtual fighter is way better than anyone recognizes the first virtual fighter is is nearly mm. flawless and it's still good and, and that kind of loomed large game, right at the what's time up? it kind of loomed yeah, well, large at the time oh, it, was, right? it was huge it was it was like the first 3d fighting game and for maybe the next like decade people could only sniff virtual fighter one in terms of being that good like, people just didn't get how to be a good 3D fighting game. And so there's just endless amounts of people who knew how to make 3D polygons, but not, like, make a good 3D fighter. Mm -hmm. And out of all those piles of jank, there's always, like, the conversation of, like, okay, what's, what's the worst PS1-looking-ass 3D <laughs> fighting game? Because yeah. there's so there's so many. Uh, Criticom for my for my money is probably the the easy answer for worst. That game has the, the game is like imparsable. There's like almost no game feel. You do special moves and you don't really know how many hits they do because like the hit sparks and the hit detection are just all sorts of off. It's it, it's awful. It's one of the worst fighting games. Um, and it's it's in, interesting interesting artifact because of that. And that was made by Kronos. That's so like their first game, right? That is their that is their first game. And also I believe uh they didn't really get a whole lot of time to make it. It was like rushed for uh Christmas market, if memory serves me correctly. So like it was bad, but it was also rushed bad. Um they they had a lot of things not going their way. So they made Dark Rift as a pseudo sequel but they didn't keep the criticom name on there for like very <laughs> obvious reasons they didn't want that stink attached to it i don't know why it came to the, i don't know why it came to the n64 because is that all it's on yeah it's it's only That's an n64 so game. it's like it's I, like specifically made for the n64 which I is read really weird that said that it was for the saturn first Oh, the, it, I think it began development for the Saturn, and then it is only on N64. Right, right. 
yeah and it's how strange does that happen? <laughs> so like there's a chronos trilogy and it's it's criticom dark rift and cardinal sin and so cardinal sin goes oh. back to the ps1 and we'll never talk about it so i'll just say it here cardinal sin's a good game cardinal sin's fun like i think cardinal oh, sin so, is actually a, a, so a very fun yeah they like they by by cardinal sin they figured it out i think cardinal <laughs> sin is a really fun like anyone can sit down and i think have a fun time with cardinal sin okay so like Criticom is around like the War Gods levels where it's like, what is going on here? Dark Rift is better. Like, you said you wanted to get your aha, I get it moment with a fighting game. Yeah. Dark Rift is really, really close to Soul Calibur before Soul Calibur happens. That's it, a, it, that is actually a game I am into as well. Yeah, like so it's maybe, a it's I a weapons based fighting game that has pretty much the majority of the mechanics that Soul Calibur does. Whereas you have you have vertical attacks and you have horizontal attacks and you have kicks. And the idea is horizontal attacks you can duck, vertical attacks you can sidestep. And then kicks, I don't think people really had an idea for at the moment yet. They're still kind of just like, that's ah, a it's a you, kick. I don't you know. Gotta what to have tell you a kick in a fight yeah, game. I don't know what to tell you. Um <laughs> so like there is a working system to Dark Rift because it has like lows, mids, high or overheads. And so some strings, like your horizontal attacks usually are highs and you can duck them. Your vertical attacks are usually overheads that can't be ducked. Like the game the game isn't graceful but like it mostly works. Like there's a system mm -hmm. in place that like, okay, this this is close enough to a real fighting game. The critical flaw of Dark Rift is that there is no block stun on any attack. So mm -hmm. when you hit someone, they're in a state called hit stun for however many frames that takes. And usually it's a big amount of time. If you get hit, you don't recover for very long. And the same thing happens with block stun in most fighting games. You get you block an attack, you are still stunned, but it's for a drastically less amount of time. You know, some mm -hmm. attacks when blocked are punishable, some attacks when blocked are safe. In in Dark Rift, if you block an attack, like you win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because okay. there's there's no there's like no block stun. So anytime someone's doing a string of attacks, if you block one of them and you recognize that like, oh, I blocked it, like you just immediately press a button, you'll interrupt their combo because however, like most of the times, there's some combos that are fast enough, but like if someone just like pokes you and you block it, you can counter attack them basically because they're still recovering from their attack and there's no blocks done. So you just immediately recover after blocking. Wow. And okay fighting games don't work like that so it's it becomes like a very strange game to play because it's a fine game until someone blocks correctly and then the momentum immediately shifts I'll and say that's, so. just that's watching... interesting but it's it's not like it's not good <laughs> when I was watching McKenna play I think some of the best success you had were like like when you you had some good blocks like good time blocks mm -hmm. like whether like it's not like i don't think either of us knew that was going on yeah. but obviously it, it really seemed i was like oh maybe i i don't know maybe i should just try to block <laughs> and it's kind of an issue because in some in many 3d games uh strings will not naturally combo like the more advanced games get you'll have a like in tekken mm -hmm. you'll have strings that are like a three hit string only the first two hits combo, the third one doesn't, unless it's on counter hit, 
in which case all three will combo. And so there's uh, a little bit uh-huh. of that happening in Dark Rift, <laughs> but like that sucks because you don't if like there's no I don't think there's any sort of counter hit state in Dark Rift, so you just do a string and like the third hit will never really if they just if they try to hold back during that string and the, the third attack is still a high, well you're just getting punished afterwards because that th- that the third attack's it's gonna get blocked. Hmm. That I, I I can see that being a hindrance for sure with what you're what you're saying. Like it's not something I ever I ever really got to that level in this game where I was figuring you know seeing that stuff sort of occur. I was just kind of like. I kind of actually, this one, uh, when I got further along in some of the, the tournament modes where it gets harder, um, I found myself, like, compared to Killer Instinct, where we're just kind of like, all right, let's 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 continue and, and power through. And this one, I was sort of like, you know, I think, I'm, I think I've had my fill. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I never hit that point. Um, I, I actually, maybe I wish I had your some of your insider info before, because uh, on War Gods, I got to try out your grab technique and that worked out pretty good uh, there's there's been some additional people who labbed out the, the the grab technique after we had that episode oh and <laughs> it turns out it's not guaranteed it's actually just a 50 50 because you can't oh. block throws in that game but you can duck them and oh, but okay. if you duck them any anyone's standing kick will start a combo so it's actually 50 50 between on wake up between if you stand there holding you know you, you can there's you can either hold back to like uh, not be thrown, and then eat uh, one thing, or you can try and cover for a, a, a mid kick that will start a combo. So there's like there's more tech to that. People after after I posted those findings, the the rest of the sickos that follow me are like, actually we do have some we do have some some tech stored in the back. Let me go talk well, to the manager and find it. <laughs> you're 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 doing science, and you know you understand yeah. this is like a process. You know, you get peer reviewed, and and you discover more things. So pretty much, I just, I, I know a lot of people who are even even more in, intelligent about this stuff than I am. So they they took to finding it out. I assure you, they will not do the same for 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 Dark Rift. <laughs> no, what it, what it, what is it about this? Is it because it's just like... it's not as interesting. Um, like once once you realize that there's no blocks done, and the way like it, the game almost it's it's almost a case of the game is a little too good to be fun because it works the way it should mm-hmm. but not having substantial blocks done just makes it so it's okay well I don't use this because this ends in a, a unnatural combo that could get blocked I don't do that because if someone blocks here the next attack in the string won't actually fire off do I just play defensively do I just learn like in a pure competitive sense if you were playing this game and you were playing to win and you studied it, you would try to recognize what character has what string. So you would know like, okay, here's the first two hits of this string. The th- next hit is a low, like Nikki for a second example. Nikki has like a horizontal slash horizontal slash low kick. That's one of her strings. Mm-hmm. In a competitive sense, you'd be like, cool. I see those horizontal slashes. I know what's next. It's a low string. If I block low, then I take my turn back and I punish her. Like that's, that's the research at that point. And that's not yeah. fun research. That's just like competitive learning research. That kind of just in general, what you said about it kind of sums up sort of my feelings of it overall is that it definitely felt like it is a like definitely a better game than War Gods and everything. But War Gods is kind of like more fun to gawk it's at. It's funnier. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> the reason why people like Kusoge, like, you know, shit game in Japan, Japanese, I mean, 
uh, is because they're usually like broken in funny and engaging ways. Yeah. <laughs> and Dark Rift just isn't really broken in like a fun way. It's broken in a way you can circumvent if you really want to, but it doesn't make the game better. It's kind of it's uh it's mid. It's actually it is, it's, yeah, that is that's, that is, it, that's really the way to describe it. It is mid. Um, we we came close actually to having uh the, I'm sure someone could have disproven this. <laughs> well, we disproved it ourselves, but McKenna had a, a sicko corner going when she was playing the game. Uh, yeah, I think what happened was that I was like near the end of a there's, match, there's and no and you were like wall. you so. You, you were like, oh, you have more health. Like, if you just back off, it, there's only a few more seconds left and you'll win. Yeah. So I, so I won. And then... <laughs> and then I kept doing it. <laughs> Every arena I, is I, this I, void you're I just, in. This I endless was, void. Yeah. I was like, can I, can I just keep doing that the whole time? So I, you know, next match I got the other character's health down below mine and I just go for two minutes backed up (laughs) and I got it until I had to fight Demonica yeah it was like a certain level they would run at her (laughs) yeah and her she has her projectiles her pelvic projectile that she (laughs) oh the projectile couldn't get away from yeah couldn't 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 get away from yeah because like some of the like some of the projectiles in this game they're too fat to sidestep properly. Yeah. It's like sidestepping doesn't sidestepping works on a weird scale where like the closer you are to someone, the further you sidestep them, the farther away from someone you are, the like you like just barely like shutter step over it one bit. And so like it doesn't actually mm-hmm. work for projectiles very well, but if you get close to someone and you sidestep, you could basically do a 180 around them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will say McKenna, you uh you clued into something. You discovered something that a lot of people who play in tournaments they don't even figure out <laughs> like yeah. why why fight if i just if i just escape and i have the life lead i'll win that's what's important people get wrapped up in like oh i gotta i gotta learn to play i gotta fight i gotta prove my worth no <laughs> you win you you win that's what's important is winning so mm-hmm. uh good shit mckenna like legitimately people do not come to that conclusion all the time and you did Thank you. McKenna's always <laughs> cooking up good defensive strats in games. Um, I will say it was it it was fun as um, you know, just the tournament mode is is what it was whatever to me, but all these games there is some value in just like when we when McKenna and I were fighting against each other um or times where like I guess we played some other games like against friends, but in this case against each other like it doesn't for those it doesn't really matter how like how bad the game is if the characters are like either cool or funny enough to get in there um i I know matt you said you play you played this with friends did you do multiplayer like no i was it was it was it was just me playing but i you know with friends enjoying the show (laughs) okay yeah what was was that like like? (laughs) i mean we like i said we were trying to you know figure out these character spots we were enjoying honestly i like the atmosphere of the game you know yeah not necessarily yeah. the music there wasn't the music was not uh hype battle music it was more like jungle sounds um yeah it was very like a little too was, atmospheric it was I, a little too atmospheric at times i think i, um, I could be into a fighting game where the tone isn't like just hype but i feel like this didn't <laughs> this soundtrack didn't quite get you going at all in any way it wasn't it wasn't horrible but 
I don't know. We we kind of we were listening to it a little bit on its own, and we we're like, okay, we get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the characters were fun. Um, Did you have a favorite character? Who'd you I mean, Demonica with? is definitely my favorite character. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. That's the one I played with the most, and I also just I like her moves. I like her, and by moves, I I don't mean like fighting moves. I mean like her dance moves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, She's got it going on. Nikki was cool. I like some of the, I like some of the backstories for these characters, you know. Uh, j- t- take take this little journey with me, right? Yeah, please. There's this potentially we're kind of ambiguous with what the power levels and power scales here are, <laughs> but there's like this apparently very powerful demon. His name is Sod 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 Sonork, Sonork, you're right, right, right. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got Sonork here. That's one of the he's... worst names we've encountered <laughs> lately uh, of so all got, the like, villains and stuff. So we got Sonork, this very powerful guy. He's thinks he's, you know, just like the biggest, baddest dude there is. So he holds this tournament. He's trying to lure out to get the other piece of the Triforce, essentially, is what we're <laughs> pretty <using>. much. <laughs> Master key. And uh and like everyone's like oh everyone has their different reasons again except for the people who have no reason to be here like nikki um (laughs) to just come be in this tournament for whatever reason and earth hearing about this tournament hearing about this powerful being sends this guy Aaron Maverick, he's just like a commando special task force guy. He's got a, a you know a assault rifle, and he's gonna he's gonna do the job. He's gonna yeah, come in here and save the planet, get everything he needs. And then there's you know he's lining up against morphing men and <laughs> demons, gods from another plane and rift. It it was a little like um, I don't know, Jay. Would you say it's fair? To, I feel like it's fair to say that Mortal Kombat is like may it's maybe so broad in like kind of the genres it transcends that it's like I feel like it's hard for other fighting games to like step out of that because like I, I was getting Mortal Kombat, you know, the different worlds and like the robots and ninjas or whatever you know it's it's hard to say this because i have only i only have a western uh appreciation for these things like i can't transplant myself to what 1994 japanese fighting game culture looked like but moral combat might be more influential than street fighter because for the next like eight years after moral combat every game was pretty much running mortal Kombat's dna yeah like it just it like fighting games western ones almost exclusively they just didn't know how to be a fighting game that wasn't somewhat based on mortal Kombat. see i thought you were going to say that mortal Kombat might be more influential than dark rift and i was going to say i think you have a point there <laughs> <laughs> I, I, could, I could be so bold because yeah matt, matt when you're describing the lore that's like all i can just think of is it's like it's sort of like they switch some things around, you know, Aaron, Jack, yep. Jax, Aaron, you know, whatever, like, they just kind of, I mean, not every, there are, like, there's, I don't know, Demonica is pretty unique, but. I will say, I think it's either Demonica or Morphix is in Criticom. One of those two characters, oh, okay. maybe both, uh, is on loan from Criticom. 
I don't think anyone else reappears, but I know one of those two does. Who is the big no... dude? I feel like the big dude might have been. What's his, his name? His name's his name's Gore, but at this point Gore. we're so deep into like big dudes that I just want to name them all Croc. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's that guy is officially crap. I think like as we go through this, as we go through this podcast, any big like you know orcish guys like that's a croc. That's, that's a croc. They're all croc. That's a croc coded character. That's such a croc. It's still croc of him. And also starring croc. Okay. Um. Well, Matt, was there anything else with the lore that like kind of connected with you? Um. <laughs> I just want to make sure because it seemed like. You uh you actually kind of got into it a little bit. Like you were describing what was going on. And, uh, well, the the funny thing is that as far as I can tell, there's not like I mean, unless there I did not get to the end of of a tournament mode, you know. Um, oh, yeah. so unless we, there's we more to watch lore, an ending. Um, yeah, unless there's more lore at an ending of this game, that, I think as far as I can find, there is a setup for this tournament, and that is that's kind of the baseline. That's 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 where it, that's where it starts and ends. The way most of these things work is you when you beat the game, you get to figure out that character's ending. But I right. we never like again. I I feel like I've I've done the game a little bit of a disservice where I was like I you know I did the game shark and unlocked there was like secret characters. I game yeah. sharked them in and played them for a second, but. Well, the I, two I, characters that you unlocked were um, Sonork. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lord Demon Demetron. I think. <laughs> okay, That's, cool. There is such... I feel like they're both the bad guys of this game. They're the, they're the two people holding the two core... Or no, the, sorry. <laughs> the, 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 the prime elements. Yep, Sonork's yep. got the core one. Demetron's got the dark one, and somebody has the light core element, or like the light prime element, but nobody knows who. Someone, they're trying to figure that out. Did we ever figure out who it was? I certainly didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to Dark Rift, but uh, how about the lore for you? Were you into it? You just learned it all today. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. learned it all and summed it up. <laughs> I just learned it all as I was listening to you say it. So, um, what? Okay. One last thing that that I can think of at least is for the three the three D aspect of it. Um, McKenna, what did you think about the sidestepping compared to the three D button of War Gods? I feel like sometimes the sidestep worked really well. And yeah. some we kind of already talked about this. Yeah. Other times it just did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it worked well, it was really nice. <laughs> I feel like it was definitely just in general that made more sense in my head to do as opposed to in War Gods you would ha- you'd have mm-hmm. to hit a button to then move in three. You know, it it never really felt like the, this the felt three D button natural. never caught on for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 made more. Uh, sense it felt you know fluid I don't know yeah it feels like this is the actually this is kind of a thing with a lot of games from that time like pre dual stick where they have to come up with kind of a a unique way to move you around in 3d like without actually having like another kind of axis or whatever like controller axis to move you on so like um 
Actually, that was kind of a thing with the three, quote-unquote, 3D, well, it was 3D parts in Star Fox 2, where you're running around on the tank and you're using the shoulder buttons to turn. Yeah. Like, it's pretty. Mm. It's a pretty good solution for it for the time. And I definitely could see, I can actually see what you're saying about, like, the roots of that being in Soul Calibur. And so maybe maybe Soul Calibur is the secret to, to me getting into these, but... <laughs> Soul Calibur is a game that, like, makes pretty good sense like it's not hard to play soul caliber the skill i just felt like the skill from that was never transferable onto like mortal Kombat or any no. of those games no. so i feel I also, like i'm also, stuck i'm also of the belief that like mortal Kombat's maybe not the greatest most sense making game but it's fun that's what really matters yeah is it it's actually like is street fighter is the one that's like considered like the actual good game and I don't know. I, I don't want to say something and get killed. So. <laughs> I mean, say, saying the Street Fighter is the good game is, is pretty tame. You're not okay. Too many fighters with that one. I'm going to well say the wrong thing. We will establish that Street Fighter had this one in the bag. Ma- Matt, what about just one more? I, the 3D did it did it make sense to you, or did you just not get that far? I mean, no. I mean, it it made sense to me. I mean, I feel like again, I'm not really in that. You know, I'm not like into a fighting game scene mm-hmm. or anything. But you know, I. I feel like most 3D fighting games past this point that I've played kind of incorporate the same kind of mechanic. Um, yeah. I it think... just felt, I mean, it felt natural. It didn't, I don't feel, I don't know necessarily how much the 3D element of that adds in the end. If it's just another way to kind of, you know, dodge and get around, I guess that, that, that can open up a lot of windows, but Mm-hmm. Again, without being in the fighting game scene, it's just, you know, oh, I'm I'm over here now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I I guess I sort of feel like if if this was their like if you told me this was like their first game, I'd be like, okay, this is like this is like respectable. You know. There's a good foundation in this game for a better game a more polished, better game down the line. <laughs> And from what Jay says, there there yeah, is so that game is Soul Calibur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but, I was thinking uh, of uh, what was that? Yeah, uh, Card- Cardinal Sin is actually a little bit different than this. Very funny. We should not camp out on this very long. Cardinal Sin might also have a 3D button, but it does it very well. <laughs> okay, it's okay. more it's more like a, a free roam button. Cardinal Sin's a bit more Ooh. like a all a range, more of like a, a, a yeah, it's kind of like an arena fighter in a sense where it's like oh, sure. okay. If you hold down uh, the free roam button, you can actually just be like, "Ah, I'm not tired of looking at my opponent. I'm gonna go <laughs> oh, okay. waddle off into you might the back like that. of the my, my strat, McKenna's strategy." Yeah, <laughs> you, you said it already, but I I think we've really done this game more justice than anyone yeah. has. I don't think anyone's <laughs> talked about this game for as long as we have. No, no one else is talking about Dark Rift. It, it, the only thing I could say is it's really impressive seeing the game at 60 frames per second. That is cool. Yeah, that is oh, that dude. is sick it looks great 60 frames per second looks awesome uh seeing it on the n64 like that crazy love it is there anything on n64 like i don't comes... know that like, so like i don't I, I don't know what else is like 60 frames per second on the n64 i'd have to go hunting when i think of like most of my favorite games on the console they do they do not run at 60 frames oh, per the, second the, the n64 is like a, a 24 frame per second retirement <laughs> <Yes>. home <laughs> I think it's fair to say we had more fun talking about uh, the main event of this episode. <laughs> McKenna, 
set us up for Tetrasphere. Not the uh, Las Vegas Tetrasphere. That no, they, not, uh... <laughs> not this phony Tetrasphere they're trying to pass off on don't, us. Don't mistake it. Don't mistake. Don't get it twisted. Tetrasphere is a 3D variation of Tetris in which layers of tetraminos are wrapped around a core in a spherical shape. Pieces are removed when you drop a piece on the sphere, creating a group of three or more like shapes, either next to each other in the same row or directly on top of each other. The piece you drop must create a group of three or more or you will lose a life. You can slide pieces identical to the one you're holding to pair up like pieces or to force other pieces to drop into groups. Creating combos will net you a variety of magic items which can be used to remove sections of the sphere. The firecracker removes a small section while the atom removes the entire top layer of pieces. There are several game modes, most of which involve reaching the core along with some other challenges. The game also features a two-player versus mode and a tournament mode. So I, th I think it's fair to say, well, I don't know. I'm assuming everyone here has played Tetris before. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I think I can so. I'm myself among, among them. <laughs> well, you you said you hadn't really played much Tetris. I had. I, I hadn't had, played okay. a lot. You're like, this is. Oh, we were playing some te it, Tetris, and you said this is the most Tetris I've played in my life. We played for like 15 minutes. It kind of blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of it's that that it's kind of. It's kind of hard not to mention uh, the original Tetris when talking about this game, because um, it was such a you know it was such a big. It, I mean, I don't know. It's you, I don't even know what to say about it. It's like one. It's yeah. one of the they only video made games. they only made movies about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, but one thing that's interesting about it is kind of after Tetris, like all the all the attempts of like what is what's. <laughs> What's next for Tetris? How do we evolve the game? And uh, if a lot of people took a lot of different cracks at it. We kind of play, messed around with some of them and played some different Tetris games. But um, it, I think Tetrisphere is probably actually one of the more unique and probably like, like it doesn't actually like play like Tetris, I don't think. But I think it no. kind of captures, no. kind of captures the i don't know i sort of have the similar bug where like i kept wanting to go play it you know i i wasn't exactly having the tetris effect but i kept going back to it so i think tetrisphere I, I was kind of surprised by by this one but but like jay had have you played this game much before i i played it back when i was like eight years old and i was like i don't get it and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and like it was like my uncle it was like my uncle had a bunch of games or he came over or something and I was like okay cool don't get it banjo kazooie <laughs> I could, um, I could totally I always, see that yeah I was like cuz it's not easy it is not easy to grasp this game yeah I did I did like we watched like the training mm -hmm. mode and then it it sort of made sense but uh it was like especially in the with the puzzle Based stuff like that was a little bit hard to wrap your head around but mm -hmm. i could totally see like that would definitely throw me for a loop if i was uh if i was playing it for the first time when i was a little kid for sure yeah, I was eight booting up tetrasphere and getting the like 
in order the, the the time to getting the tutorial and the number of minutes it took to like digest the information it was giving me was a little daunting. This game is both easier than Tetris, but far more complicated in the way that it I think works. That's, that's fair to say, yeah. <laughs> so this was this was your first. I think this is pretty much everyone's first time. Full. Well, no, not Jay. You played it, but like your first time I, since I, you were young, yeah. If five minutes before Banjo Kazooie went slam Duncan back into the hospital. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't why get we... past the instructions. I know. <laughs> Eight years old, did you think I knew how to read? <laughs> I will say I have one memory of this game. It's not of playing it, though, but I, it did kind of like bring me back when I thought about it. About like, I don't, I don't remember when this was. It was probably like, Oh man, I used to say like about 10 years ago, but now it's like cl closer to 15 years ago. Time is flying by, but I'd say like close to 15 years ago, I was on tour with my band. I, I don't know if we were, we were like in Oklahoma or something. <laughs> um, and we played and then it was like, it's like that we're kind of in that, uh, we were just staying at whoever's house we could after the gigs you know like whoever would let us stay because we, yeah. we were not having money we were not making money you know what i mean we're so we we're just like please we'll crash anywhere so someone's like yeah you can crash at my place like i think maybe whoever set up the show or whatever we get there and there's like three other guys who are not at the show um <laughs> and they and it it was like you could smell the weed from before you like come came into the apartment they're at oh yeah <laughs> and they had a projector and they were playing tetrasphere and they were playing uh robotron i think there was robotron on n64 yeah because they're they're very similar games yeah were they, also, were they were they also rotating the tetrasphere with their minds instead of the <laughs> they were not phased by us at all and they were also they weren't even like like uh hey want to play or anything they were just like we're fucking playing tetrasphere and hey, robotron lock uh, the fuck in <laughs> <laughs> i think one i think actually like one person in the band was like kind of pissed because they were like i want to sleep and like these guys are like raging they were like <laughs> raging playing this game it was like a college like they were college guys they were like partying but they had this was this was probably like 2011 and they were like riding hard on this n64 <laughs> playing tetrasphere um and i'd never seen the game before so when i like first when i first turned it on and saw that again it like immediately sent me back to that moment the, the blunt smoke hit your nostrils <laughs> <laughs> and now now i'm like this is me i'm like the dumb stoner idiot like enraptured by tetrasphere for sure. the olfactory senses forget but then the brain will always remember um so yeah but th that was you know I, I was happy to get back into it but what was mckenna what was your reaction to playing the game how did you feel about it uh i really liked it yeah i i definitely felt like i could just get lost in it for a while mm -hmm. like i could easily very easily play for like an hour and be like oh wow i've been playing for an hour it, yeah, like and, I said, it's not like the original Tetris at all, but it is like similarly addictive. Like, mm -hmm. especially because they would like kind of rapid fire hit you with like a handful of the levels. So I would just be tempted to keep 
keep playing. And, yeah. and they did a good job of, like, when you got to a new chapter, it felt like it eased off and got easier. And then it would, like, mm-hmm. kind of ramp up in difficulty again. So I sort of yeah, had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sort of, like, riding this wave, you know what I mean? Like, it just kept me going. Mm-hmm. I will say, the, the fact that there's, like, no loading time between games makes you, like, so locked in. <laughs> like when yeah. one when one map or something, whatever we whatever word you want to use to describe it, when one sphere is done, like the next sphere is starting up. Like there's like, not really there's not really like a time to take a break because it's like got it ready for just, you. Just keep playing, just keep playing. What, hey buddy, what you gotta do? Just keep playing. And like it, that is such a it, it it grips you. Like it's so hard to stop playing that game. I did see this game was made by H two O Entertainment, who are based out of Calgary. So shout out to Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, And I think they, I don't think they made many games, actually. I think they did another Tetris game for N64. And then they did the, what's the game called? Like Aiden Chronicles or Oh my God, they're the ones that did Aiden Chronicles? I believe so, yeah. I think that was the only other... Are you signed up for that game? Is that on N64? It has. I have to be signed up for that game. I don't. I don't know anything about it, but I just like that game sticks out to me. <laughs> like it'll be like five years, but I think that's a very late yes. entry in the N64. But like I, right, I will have to be on in. that. But it's kind of a. I don't know. It's they're, they're like the, I feel like there's um been weird like connections between some of our some of our games before, and I feel like th- these both are there where it's like they kind of are by studios that kind of just existed around the same length of time that kind of were there. And then they didn't really go much beyond their own era, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I... This, this Tetrisphere does remind me of like the era of like what you said, like trying something different with Tetris. Cause like in my mind, Tetrisphere exists in the same world as like Tetris attack on the SNES, which is, mm-hmm not a tetris game in the fucking slightest but I th- it's a I think banger. the ones i think the ones that did it the best were the ones that were not like tetris at all really actually because i think like there there was um i don't know matt, matt how f- familiar familiar are you with like uh some some tetris sequels or whatever you want to call them do not, you know any not not incredibly familiar to be okay. honest okay so there is and and some of these actually okay there's some by Alexei Pajitnov himself, uh, who created Tetris. He, I'm trying to remember which ones he did. He did one called uh, Well Welltris, which is like you're looking. It's like 3D and you're looking down the well. So, it looking at it. I didn't get a chance to play that one. It looked kind of strange the way that works. Um, he also made a game called Hattris. <laughs> <laughs> this is all news to me. <laughs> he made a game called Hattress, where in, in, instead of tetrominoes falling, uh, hats fall down, and you have to match them up with like hats, and then they get shipped off, like and sold or whatever. Like you're, I don't know, you work at a hat factory or something. <laughs> um, and then they eventually adapted that game into uh, uh, Yoshi and and Yoshi Yoshi's Cookie. Like those, I don't know if you ever played those, but they're it's basically reskinned and it's like a instead you've got like a Goomba and a blooper falling and you gotta kinda make them line up with like types to make them disappear or whatever. Um which th- those were fun uh to to some extent. But then uh 
there's of course Dr. Mario is kind of a take on that, but yeah. Nintendo uh Nintendo with with they were very bold and they created a game, I believe they created it called Tetris 2. And uh oh my god, do you remember there's a Tetris 2 out there in the world? There's a Tetris 2 and what they did was they were like what if shapes fell but they had colors like Dr. Mario. And so like the colors would line up but they were they'd be in the, they weren't even the Tetris tetrominoes. They were like their own shape. I don't know. I can't even describe it. But that one looked <laughs> kind of strange. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But fact of the matter is, I think the ones I think Tetris Attack, like you mentioned, and this kind of succeed. I mean, they they almost don't even they don't need the Tetris name, honestly. Right. Yeah. Um, Except that it sounds really cool. The Tetrasphere is one of the coolest names <laughs> for a, a video great game. Name. The only reason like Tetrasphere needs the Tetris name is because it's still using the Tetrinos. Like Tetris Attack is not using Tetrinos. Yeah. There's nothing there. But this one, this one, like it, it, this is like the the best of that type of offshoot because it's still it's still the building blocks of Tetris. But Jesus, are you literally doing so different with it? Yeah, it, I can see kind of the. I think the concessions they like if I think if they tried to keep it too faithful to Tetris, it um it would not have worked. They almost kind of created an inverse Tetris where like it's already full and you have to like clean it up from the top down. Yeah, the 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 rescue and hide and seek modes felt more like a it felt more like those power wash simulator games where you're, you know, the, the, the joy is just addictive clearing stuff off. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, it's way more, it's, it's not, it's not very tense. It's, it's a little lax for, As, especially with some of the music they're playing. <laughs> I, I just enter like, Oh, the zone. The music, and, yeah. <laughs> the music in Tetrisphere is so good. I was immediately in. I, you know, speaking of, it kind of, it wasn't as intense as the Prodigy or whatever, but I was kind of, it was, I was kind of like in that same sort of like headspace well, it, while playing it. It's funny because like, you know, we, we've, a couple of years ago, we were in the Y2K revival boom and people were kind of remembering it's like, oh yeah, 90s video games, they all have that drum and bass and techno. <laughs> and like you go back and you listen and they're like, most of those games are kind of halfway there. They're not always 100% there. And, but like, <laughs> Tetrasphere is all the way there. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like, I, there's like some tracks where I'm like, that's the Amen break. Like I know that's yeah. the Amen break. <laughs> like whoever's whoever's doing the sound for Tetrasphere was like on the cutting edge. Like they knew what was going on. There's great drum and bass. There's really really accurate like period accurate acid house. Like I hear that squelching noise and I'm like, that is is that the Roland 808 <laughs> or whatever it is? Like this is this is really really contemporary like electronic music this isn't someone trying to phone it in this is someone who like knows what's going on right now oh yeah why don't we give a shout out i just i didn't have it prepared but i just looked up neil voss did the soundtrack for the game he also did uh the new tetris which is the uh, other h2o tetris game we'll be talking about that someday uh racing gears advanced um i've never played that but Uh, shout out to Neil Voss. Yeah, Neil, he you did, did a it. great job. You know, he killed it. <laughs> he used Fast Tracker Two on a Pentium PC. 
So thanks Wikipedia. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he did nail it. It was it was it was crazy. Um, it it was it's like weird actually because the, I mean it actually does fit with the the sort of vibe of the game like itself yeah. like sort of just mm-hmm. like there is something like kind of uh ambiguously sci-fi about the tetrasphere you know what i mean and like well, you're freeing these funny. robots and it's funny that you brought up robotron 64 initially because like this and robotron 64 and like asteroids for the ps1 they all have this thing where we're going to take an idea and we're going to make a 3D game out of it, but we don't really know what to do else with that. So the background's just going to be cool 3D stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they all, they all have the like, hey, we're going to make like a 3D puzzle kind of game or we're going to use 3D. But what if we just had like cool 3D trippy background stuff? And so like they all have that. And Tetraspheres is, it's hypnotic, you know, it's you're you're playing in the winamp visualizer i'm looking at some i'm i'm gonna read from wikipedia for a second which i i try to avoid but he's talking about the different tracks and the names and stuff uh so phony is because i felt that the track was too close to liam howlett's of the prodigy um so he even like was saying like this song, this song sound like I'm ripping off the prodigy, so I'm gonna call it phony. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, I could easily see where like what he's doing is is hopping off of like Charlie or one of the early prodigy songs. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it old definitely... school UK rave. Yeah, the Robotron. I don't know, like, like the the guys must have just they they that was maybe their brand. Maybe like I was judging them. I'm like, <laughs> these guys are like these college bros or whatever but i'm like maybe they they have like you know they have like a unique taste you know they could have mm-hmm. been playing like you know madden or something but instead... yeah really like they they picked the two like you know they, they picked they picked like the true druggy games you know <laughs> like both of them are the trippy visual kind of cliche druggy looks i do think tetrasphere fits the vibe that i was imagining for that story yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like it's 100 percent now looking back on it, it's like I was the lame one in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just been like, "What's up, guys? Like, can I play?" You know. But instead, I was like, "Oh, they're playing this game, and they won't even like talk to us or whatever." I'm like, Dude, yeah. "You're probably like, I want to go to fuck to sleep." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just in general, very cool. Like the different modes, mm-hmm. I think were were pretty fun. Like I. I wanted to play more of the puzzle mode, but I just could not stop playing the escape mode or whatever, mm-hmm. the rescue mode. Like I, I was I, the opposite on that. I, I really loved the puzzle mode a lot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was honestly like for, even early on, it was pretty challenging. I thought like, Oh um, yeah. 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 I think the reason I didn't play it as I, I really liked it, actually. I, I don't. I don't even really have anything bad to say about it. But what was harder about it for me? You kind of already mentioned it, but in Escape, like I didn't have to be like I didn't have to like use my brain too hard. And you know, they had all the things like like Jay, you were talking about getting into like gravity combos and all this stuff. Uh, I saw you posting about it, but I was like, I I definitely got how those worked and stuff. But I was mostly just like. Uh, 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 just kind of like rapid fire placing pieces wherever and you know i i got through 
like even some of the what they said were like the harder courses like okay whereas in in like puzzle mode it was like a different experience you know mm-hmm. it was it was still very fun but i was definitely like it's definitely like uh it made me a little bit more anxious playing it you know because i'm like i'm gonna do the wrong you know i tried to brute force too many puzzles too so that made it a little hard but uh you'll yeah never, you'll never guess this i primarily played the versus mode <laughs> the versus okay yeah Hell yeah. Because it has a, a long versus mode for single player where you're like, you're playing against all the other AI bots and they're mm-hmm. increasing in difficulty. And it's, it is really difficult. Oh my they God. get, they get very, that's the only thing. There's so much fucking game in here. Yeah. There's a lot, mm-hmm. There's a lot of game. You're blowing game. my mind right now. Like, like I, I honestly, like, I don't think I'm ready to move on from this no, game. I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep playing it. I, I don't, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I know. I know. I said this last time. I was like, I don't think I'm on the, I'm on the docket for a while. And then I showed up next month, but I do think I'm on a little break from, from being on the docket. I'm going to keep playing Tetrisphere. There's like so much shit to do in this game. And I haven't figured it all out yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think I barely touched the verses. We played a we little play, yeah. against each other, which was yeah, that was all right. A, the, you can do verses against all the bots, and and they start off easy, and then they start they start butt kicking like real bad, and that's where you have to that's where you have to learn like the gravity combos because oh yeah like this so you'll you'll never never guess this but puzzle games and fighting games they share the same dna like people are the same type of sickos <laughs> for it especially because you can do competitive puzzle like versus puzzlers or battle puzzlers or whatever you want to call them there's mm-hmm. really not a good name for it but like puzzle fighters versus puzzlers um so like it's the same thing where there's like a i get it moment for puzzle games like this where you're like i can see I can read it like the matrix. Like I can see the blueprints and I can see what I need to do to make combos happen. And so much of that is like the same type of like, okay, it clicks now. I can see the setups. I can get gravity combos going, which increases my multiplier, which means I can send more junk over. And it's it's addicting. I love it. The only thing I love more than like the feeling of fighting games is the feeling of being in the zone for puzzle games. It's so <laughs> addicting. And Tetrisphere's loop is awesome. Just I have yeah. to keep playing because I have to figure out how few fuse combos work because gravity combos are so much fun. And like the smart shit about this game <laughs> is being able to pull pieces from under the layer that you're yeah. working on to start oh, setting yeah. things up. Once I realized that, I was like, the people who made this are fucking geniuses. Like this game rules. There's so much shit you can do. I think especially if you're going to be getting into like if you want to you know really get into it I think the puzzle mode is actually really good teacher of mm-hmm. the game and its rules um much more so than just kind of <laughs> the beginning tutorial and then going into it just the the puzzle mode taught me a lot of like oh th- this is what this is what I have to do for that I can see you start to see into the code yeah you know like oh mm-hmm. Oh, I see. A lot of games like this, if they have a puzzle mode like that, it is very, it is somewhat secretly the next tutorial because it'll teach you like, hey, these are these are the like the combo patterns you need right. to recognize. Absolutely. Like this is you need to look at for these setups. You guys are blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I think I think we were we started puzzle mode, and we hadn't watched all. I think there was one of the tutorials that we didn't watch. Yeah, and so we, and we missed some stuff. Yeah. yeah, so we're in puzzle mode, and we're like, I have no idea what 
I'm supposed to do here. So we go back and watch the one and it has the one thing that we need to know to do this puzzle. There was another one where the tutorial, I don't even think mentioned it or there, there was just some minor things that like in some of the earlier puzzle levels, like I didn't understand you could do that. I don't even think the video covered, but event like, I think once I looked up the solution to it, I started to see it, you know, in the future level. So that, that did kind of fresh, frustrate me just like a little bit to where I was like, I, I think I stuck with that other mode, but now like, I felt like that, um, the rescue mode I was playing, I felt like that was the game, but now the way you describe it, I'm like thinking versus is actually the game. <laughs> That's the, the beauty of it is they're all the game. Like, yeah, there's so many different <laughs> ways to play Tetrisphere because it has a system that allows for different expressions on it. It's so weird because it is, it's the same controls, the sec- same mechanisms, but changing from just I'm sitting here clearing stuff to I'm solving a puzzle to I'm trying to clear stuff against someone else changes the vibe completely. There's, 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 there's multiple games within this game. Yeah, there's a there's a moment I had I was in the middle of verse like they made junk 3D. They're fucking <laughs> maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> junk drops are now in the third dimension. <laughs> yeah, when you like uh the junk drops actually, that's like the most Tetris thing about it, honestly, mm-hmm. other than mm-hmm. the shapes is like when you're in the competitive mode. That's like one of the most satisfying things in Tetris is to uh to send a bunch of junk your way. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh-huh. the, the meat and potatoes of like you know puzzle fighters is is racking up a combo, sitting waiting three seconds and watching the junk drop. And you're like okay, oh, GG, yeah. shake my hands. The the only well I guess the reason I thought and I played the most because I didn't have time to play like through every mode obviously, but uh, we definitely got pretty far into like below the surface of the game for sure. Except I, I guess that one mode, but the reason I, I also stuck with the rescue mode was because they, you know, I, I played so far, I played to a certain chapter and they go, keep playing and you'll get, you'll get an ending. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, an ending. <laughs> I didn't even know why we're here. You know, <laughs> like I, <laughs> I think we read the manual and we learned about the robots and stuff. And I, I picked the one I thought looked coolest. And it turns out there's an ending and I don't even remember what happened. I got like a little cut. It was like, it was like less than the average fighting game I've played from this era where I just like, they just showed all the robots like goofing around, I guess. And then I saw credits and I was like, okay, cool. I beat the game. And then they were like, hey, keep playing and you'll get like a, you get like a special ending or something. (laughs) So I I played again and I got like a different cutscene of like, there was a dragon and all the robots were like, you know, one upping each other and stuff. And then I got credits again and I was like, cool. And then they're like, all right, now here's like the hard levels. They didn't say there was more <laughs> endings, but uh, I just felt like I I felt compelled to like keep going because they they kept giving me endings or whatever. They were like mm-hmm. teasing me, you know. So I thought kind of that was the main mode. But so much fucking game in this game. Yeah, it's they crazy. Keep, like they just keep giving you more game because you look at the screen and it's just like 
it looks like there's you know there's a couple of different modes and you think okay like whatever I'll screw around in this in this mode and then you get into it and you're like like if there was a game that was just the puzzle mode like that that could be its own game you know what I mean like without mm-hmm. the other things um or if there was just like the rescue mode like and maybe like a versus attached it didn't need all that stuff but it felt like each one was like you could spend hours and hours in any given mode except for maybe hide and seek was a little bit of the dork goofy mode where it was like <laughs> it was kind of fun but it was like it was like i'm i feel like it it is pretty much the same game just like like instead of freeing a robot i'm looking at a picture or something you know that mm-hmm. that one was a little less exciting but the puzzle the verses and rescue were all like really distinct and really meaty it was blew me away also just the fact that we could uh i don't know we kind of had you could um i don't know if you played with a controller pack but it was cool you could kind of have you could actually have like 10 different files which was pretty cool yeah like a lot of other games were playing from the time you know you can have like four files or whatever but we loaded it up and whoever had this controller pack (laughs) before me like had all there was all kinds of tetris we had to like decide actually who to delete it was kind of hard like it felt like we were erasing someone's memory you know we kept the x files one there was one file called x files (laughs) did you feel like playing as certain robots helped you did you did you have a main i just stuck with like the i want to call him like the little octopus looking guy okay yeah yeah, he's the cool. one that had like the the like the bristle rotator on the on the tail side of him. He was kind of like a UFO looking guy with the. He's like a scrub. Looked like he could scrub something. He really looked good. like the scrubbing bubbles if he was a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really mess because like they had stats, but I didn't mess with anyone in terms of trying to change it up. I know that I probably play more into competitive, but I was just more. I was kind of more for grinding out the theory of like it doesn't matter what character I play. Yeah. I want. I want. Yeah. I want to learn the theory of this so I can I can start smoking. Yeah, at the risk of, like, offending anyone, I'm like, I feel like they probably aren't that much different, right? Like, (laughs) it'll be, like, minor changes, but, you know, nothing compared to once you learn the theory. I'll look out for for the mobs. (laughs) Don't you speak that way about the robots. (laughs) Matt, did you have a main? I just, you know, not not really. I was just, you know, default default guy. You picked, Mm -hmm. like, there was, like, a rocket dude or something. I think we picked yeah, the same so. guy. We liked the same guy, and then I felt kind of like <laughs> weird about it. Like, should I pick a different guy? Like, <laughs> I want to be unique, but I didn't. I just I was like, I don't want to go through the trouble to change the robot. <laughs> Though I did kind of like the tutorial guy, the wheels guy. Yeah, he was chill. He had a good like vibe in general. <laughs> they kind of reminded me of uh, the the paperclip guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Clippy. yeah, Clippy. He, yes, <laughs> yeah. he was like the sphere Clippy. <laughs> um, the whole game was a great vibe. Mm-hmm. It was. I I did um I did kind of already dip my toe. We've kind of dipped our toe into our next upcoming game, but I I do kind of have this urge also to continue playing Tetrisphere, and I think I think it's one I'm gonna have to make time for. On top of all the, like I said, I bought like ten versions of Tetris, so I'm I'm about to be in my Tetris. We played era. a lot of Tetris last week. 
We were playing Tetris in general, yeah, which was fun. <laughs> and columns, uh, columns on. The, oh my uh, god! <laughs> we I was going through um, the different game uh, cons- consoles on NSO and being like, "What Tetris did they have on here?" So I booted up the the Genesis, and there was columns. Um, what else was there? Oh, I don't know. There was like Magical Drop Two on SNES. Yeah. You know that one? That one that well, one was pretty cool actually. Matt Matt Magical Drop Three is a, a classic competitive puzzle fighter. That Sweet. that is a that is a, a a puzzle fighter game for freaks. You move you gotta you gotta <laughs> move fast in that game and you can't make a mistake. Yeah, I think yeah, this was I think this is a high point uh for the Tetris the Tetris clone Tetris sequels, I guess you could say. So I I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where they could go from from there. I think the new Tetris is less new than this, but I, I haven't played it. But looking at I looked at like a screenshot and it looked like Tetris to me. So um, does anyone else have anything else they wanted to say about Tetrisphere? Uh, I just want to say it's amazing. Everyone should play it. It is. It is like we, we've kind of mm-hmm. put some sugar on it, but like go out of your way to play this one. This was a huge surprise for me because it's like, I you know, I played the game when I was eight and I was like, yeah, I'll get it. Banjo Kazooie, uh, but now that I've sat down and played it, I was like, "Oh, this is this game is amazing. This is unbelievable. This is something that I'm kicking myself for not having played sooner." So, uh, I think it is it is a game worth going out of your way to try and find and and play. And if you're not going to play it, just put the soundtrack on for yeah. an hour oh, and yeah. just vibe out to yeah, it. At least put up <laughs> the, the the soundtrack. It's it's killer. I really liked that this is this is kind of in that era of time where you really wanted. I mean, obviously it was on the N sixty four. You really wanted to show, oh, this game is three D. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone needed to figure out their way to do it. Yeah, and a lot of levels in this, it was like, oh my gosh, there's <laughs> there's there's a lot of perspective happening here. Uh, things getting really close to you, and and especially in the puzzle mode, sometimes it's just kind of like moving things around, like what. I need to look at this at a different angle. I need to really see the whole 3D of this. Yeah, um, that's that's the other thing in puzzle mode was like it was a bit harder because you had to do that for sure. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. like yeah. if you were if you got too like flustered and couldn't like focus on the 3D layers and rescue, you could kind of like there's times where I'd be like, I'm going to cool off and just go to a different part of the <laughs> sphere. I'm going to go to the chill part of the sphere where it's more tame, you know? I think a, a really fun aspect of, you know, games that really wanted to show off how 3D they are is, you know, little things in the menus. And something I really liked in Tetrisphere's menu, if you go to the controls page, it's got, you know, an N64 controller model. And oh, yeah. it has like an overlay of, of like a text overlay, just like a picture that's like, little lines to be what each button does but you can rotate the controller <laughs> and, yeah. and then and then the, the the like the over overlay just kind of fades away and now you can just spin a controller around just for fun and and, and just move it around realign it to it look it's the 3d model you can turn things you can change <laughs> your perspective wow someone worked hard on that i think it's good we take time to appreciate it it's all a part of the vibe it's all part of the oh, vibe 100%. of this game. This game was maxing out on vibes for sure. This game, this game is a slam dunk in the vibe category. Oh, oh yeah, I I will say I would yeah I would recommend this game to basically anyone I know who who plays games. I think uh, mm-hmm. 
I think uh, Nico caught a glimpse of it and was like saying like, oh, this looks like extremely complicated. And I, I definitely <laughs> get like seeing it and feeling that way, similar to like young Jay. But I like, I would tell like anyone, if you just spend like, if you just even watched like the first training mode in it, which takes like 30 seconds, the game, it like immediately was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, you may not know all the, the finer things but you can get in and you can play you could probably play like your fill of the game and never have to like think about the advanced like stuff and then it's there if you want to get into it so i'd pretty much recommend this game to anyone who plays any type of video games it's got like a slight a higher barrier to entry than tetris just with like learning things yes but i think once you get past that it it has a lot of the same universal appeal yes yeah that's the slight difference i feel like tetris i would like recommend to almost any human being Mm -hmm. whereas like this i'd be like well okay maybe if you're like kind of at least familiar with like games (laughs) or something you know you played a video game maybe there's that it's not like i i i I think if i gave this to my grandma she would uh (laughs) i I don't know what she would grandma is not getting a seven chain There's a little robot in there? You gotta get him out? Why don't you you gotta save him? Grandma, Grandma, he needs your help. (laughs) This is a great pairing of games, honestly. Like, especially it was it was good to get a taste of one and then kinda going back to the other. I will say our next game we're talking about is International Superstar Soccer 64. Um I'm pretty pretty excited about that because we kind of had a uh, not as fun ex- soccer experience uh, a few months ago, and this one is already off, I think, to a better start. So, really looking forward to that episode. But um, Jay, as always, like thank you for spending your time and kind of <laughs> putting in the work, and you know, just being a good uh, one of our great uh, champion guests. Hey, do you want to? If you got wacky ass games, I'm there. Do you want to plug specialty. anything? What's um my? I mean, I've been on here enough times. If this is your first episode. <laughs> you know how to find my YouTube channel, YouTube slash or YouTube.com slash idolismj i d o l i s m j. At the time of this recording, my most recent video is a very strange one because it talks <laughs> about arrow gay and arrow gay music, specifically like opening <laughs> themes. And like, I, I'll, I'll be, be honest, honest, not oh. for everyone. If, if, if you don't watch that video, totally fine. Totally no, we fine. we watched this video. I started watching it. and I was like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 this one's out there. So, but I think at the moment I I asked myself that question in the video. You were like, "You may be asking why," and then it was like, oh, "Okay, it's a, that." No, that was a great video. It was a very inf- like I learned a lot and then there's some uh there's some bops in there there's some sure. banger tunes if, if there's no, <laughs> nothing else just get to the part with video where i'm like hey here's the playlist i made all the banger tunes if you ever if you ever upset just close your eyes and you'll be all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it just listen to the banging ass songs um uh matt thank you so much for just taking a chance on some random games uh yeah thanks for having me 
Yeah, we'll definitely very we'll, fun. we'll get you back on in the future for sure. Um, you wanna? What do you got for plugs? Uh, I've got a podcast. It's a TTRPG actual play podcast called Tales from the Traveling Tower. Uh, you could probably find it searching Traveling Tower wherever you listen to podcasts. It's kind of on a hiatus right now, but it's coming back soon. So, you know. I, I will say we, it was like in the fall, we kind of listened to it on a, on a drive and, and we were, we were busting a gut. We were chuckling. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That golly guy was pretty funny too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Golly, that Michael. He is so he's very, very funny. <laughs> he makes me laugh too. I don't know. We've we've we plug stuff enough all the time. Yeah. Uh I wanna plug our <laughs> engagement. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Check out our life over on the internet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um wherever you internet. Wherever you internet. Come join our soon. <laughs> oh, come join our Discord. Come join our Discord and say congrats. Also, go leave a five-star review and just say congrats or something like that. <laughs> just that that could be your gift to us, our, our wedding yeah. gift. So. All right. Um, thanks again. We mentioned Nico, of course. Thank you, Nico, for cooking up all these tunes. Um, we just got a message from Nico. I'm curious as to what that says, but... Um, maybe beat incoming. Has he, has he been cooking? He's been cooking. Uh, also, thanks to Corey for doing our logo. Um, again, you can find us. You can find us online every, pretty much everywhere for the most part. Um, just, just Google it. Flashback sixty four, and wherever you want to find us, and you'll find it. We got <laughs> social media, merch, all that stuff. Um, with that, again, thanks to everyone for listening, and we will see you next month when we talk about International Superstar Soccer 64. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>